This is your jazz-inducing Dr. Tar. This is Professor. Hair today, goon tomorrow, feather. And this may or may not be the Midnight Gadfly. Watch me pull a rab out of my crotch, Dr. Head. And this is... The blue fez. I am now here. You are not. <laughs> and you are listening to... Yes, fellow inmates, it's time for another therapy session, and this is a damn fine one. This is all about the illusory. This is all about what is real and what is not real. This episode is all about the illusionist. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, from the furthest corners of the world, where the dark arts still hold sway, I present to you a man who has unlocked these mysteries to demonstrate how nature's laws may be bent. Tonight, I give you Eisenhower. I've seen you perform. Perhaps you'll give me a tip. How can we help you, Inspector? The Crown Prince plans to attend your performance tonight. I need a volunteer from the audience. Someone not afraid of death. Do you know me? No. seen in the company of another man. I know you've been with him. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me! He plans to overthrow his father. You'll never be emperor. You shouldn't be involved. Leave him. It's not that easy. I want you to put an end to it. Edward! Let her go. Get away from her. She knew his secret. What secret? I'll advise you not to accuse anyone. Not for yourself that you can play in their game. There's no trick they haven't seen. Oh, yes. The Illusionist. 19, uh, or I'm sorry, 2006. Um, I was going to say 1906, but it was 2006. Um, Stars Edward Norton, the absolutely beautiful Jessica Biel, uh, Paul Giamatti, one of my favorite actors. Uh, this movie is um, a period piece. It takes place in Vienna at the turn of the century, turn of the what, nineteenth century, <laughs> or a yeah, mag- century? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a oh, magician yeah. Um, who is um, a pretty extraordinary, even you know, for any time. Um, the way I look at it, um, and I will say one thing about this movie that 
really struck me. Um, this is a movie about a magician, and and he is the illusionist. Um, he's a guy who calls Court himself intrigue. He calls himself a Eisenheim. Uh, it's not his real name, but that's his stage name, played by uh, um, a kind of stiff Edward Norton. I, I have to say, um, I do like him. He seems to be a little reserved in this movie, um, and he has a kind of a really bad British accent for being a, a Viennese. Uh, I couldn't quite figure that out, but I kind of overlooked that. But the thing I could not overlook in this movie, before I pass this on to see what everybody else thinks about it, is that we have an illusionist. We have this performer on stage, and um, usually they have a really sexy, you know, beautiful, voluptuous assistant, and he has none. That's interesting. And that kind of ties into the whole story as we go along and you'll see what i'm talking about but uh this movie was directed by neil berger who's done a bunch of stuff um some pretty good stuff he's he's, he's a pretty good director um i really like the cinematography in this movie i like the the effect that they used kind of a, a sepia tone and even um the the film stock uh, reflected just kind of a, a an an old, Kept it know, old, old look to it. To yes, it, kind yeah. of gave it the kind of that vintage quality. That's true. So anyway, um, I, I, this is one of my uh, 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 movies that I really like. I, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Um, I'm going to pass it on to Gadfly. See what he has to say about the Illusionist. Uh, I well, you know, we talked about this pre-show about there being another similar movie coming out at the same time, which was The Prestige. Um, and I saw the prestige because that was like really hyped up uh, a lot more. So I went to the theater and watched it and it was, um, who is it that directed that? It's, uh, oh, the guy that did the Batman movies. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Christopher that? Nolan. That's yeah. Just drawn a blank. Um, and Chris I Nolan. wasn't, yeah, yes. I, I didn't really like the prestige a whole lot when I first saw it. I thought it was okay. And there were parts of it that I thought were really good. Um, and then I saw The Illusionist, which I thought I was probably going to hate even more because it just, you know, I'm not a big Ed Norton fan, although I don't dislike him. Um, but I really liked The Illusionist. Um, I, I love the kind of fairy tale feel that it has to it. You know, there's a certain degree of unreality and you almost get a feeling that like even the diagrams that he ends up divulging at the end aren't really the trick. <laughs> you know, like he's giving him a, another, a MacGuff, his own MacGuffin. Uh, or that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I love, uh, you know, Paul Giamatti in anything. Um, you know, he's uh, in one of my favorite movies, which is American Splendor. And, uh, but he, uh, he's great in this movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then Rufus Sewell or Sewell, however you pronounce his name from Dark City, which is mm -hmm. a movie I think would be great to, to review on this podcast. Uh, yes. If you haven't seen yes. it, very cool movie. Um, he is a really intense presence on screen. He does a good the job. Dark City would be awesome. That'd yeah. be, that should be really fun. Yeah. The, uh, but he's, he's just a very threatening, uh, in presence. There's that kind of underlying insanity just to, to his whole, uh, his whole character and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. And um, he had that perfect look to be a, a Kaiser or whatever, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just and had that, that look of the European. And I, I with think, the makeup and the beard and all that. Yeah, the accent. I agree. The accent that uh, um, what's his face, uh, Edward Norton has is pretty, Ed Norton. Yeah, Ed Norton. Yeah. I wish people would just speak in whatever their native tongue, you know, their native accent is, so that we didn't have to, you know. It would have been believable if he was American. 
well, yeah. well listen to listen to everybody else in the movie right yeah <laughs> except him yeah well his is he's trying to do some sort of like uh german or czechoslovakian accent and it's it's just really it's just kind of weak I like his reserved nature in this because I, f- I figure as a magician, he's extremely no, yes. he's no, in be, control. It would be Zeke. Yeah, control. He's very like controlled of his of everything. And, you know, just the way he set up that whole elaborate yes. plot and stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty good. I really enjoyed this a lot more. Than well, yeah, we should. Uh, before we go any further, I was just going to say, you know, the plot is that he's this illusionist. And he calls this girl up on stage, which who is Jennifer Buell. And th- there's almost an instant thing there, you know. And uh, and it comes to find out that uh, he is, um, or she is, the um, Rufus Sewell plays the crown prince Le- uh, Leopold. And she is his uh, paramour, I guess. Um, and so, and he is not a nice guy by any means. Um, so there becomes this conflict because she kind of wants to leave him and, uh, Paul Giamatti, who plays the chief in, uh, police inspector, um, who is kind of a, uh, his character is very, very, very interesting. And, uh, but I just want to, I'm sorry, Gadfly to interrupt just to give kind of a brief and, and, but she wants to get away from, from the prince and, uh, Paul Giamatti as much as, you know, just comes right out and tells, uh, Eisenheim. That look, you know, if you pursue this, he'll kill you. <laughs> There's just no two ways about it, you know. And so he's, you know, well, then he starts, yeah. Well, yeah, and 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 but, and, and Prince but, Leopold starts uh, because he sees this whole, um, the the whole connection between the girl, you know, and and Eisenheim, and so he tries to interfere, and he does because he's extremely powerful. Um, and it's it's even stated that the uh, chief of police has no jurisdiction over him whatsoever. He can right. he has complete immunity to anything that goes on with the public. You know, um, everything there is 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 I internal internal to the to the to the crown. Um, so so go ahead, Gadfly. I'm sorry, I really trying, didn't mean to disrupt. But no, that's that's fine. Putting the context on there, and I I agree with all that. I think Paul Giamatti, uh, Inspector uh, y- Yule or whatever, um, is the more interesting character, yes, and he's right. he's the kind of like perspective on mm-hmm. everybody else uh, surrounding him. Um, the only other thing I'd like to note is that Ariel yeah he yeah he's like the the whole center the pivot. To- yeah, and he's conflicted. You know, he wants his station, and he wants to be able to have this. You know, he's risen above being a common person, just like uh, you know Eisenstein has. So he has a kinship, and he loves the magic, but he also, you know, doesn't want to die. But he likes it. Yeah, That's a problem. yeah. Well, they, he realizes how dangerous his boss is. Like, it's just going to kill him. I just want to say that Aaron Taylor Johnson plays the young Eisenheim. Which I kept looking at him, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, who is that? Like mm-hmm. the Flash?" Um, and you guys would also recognize him from the one Godzilla movie. Which one was it? Um, with uh, where Godzilla fights the the two bug monsters. Godzilla. Uh, yeah, God. I guess it's just Godzilla. 2016. I think it was called Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Or the 2014 or whichever one. The one with. Sure. Yeah, 2014. 2014. <laughs> the. Uh, but sure. him being in it, and then uh, you gotta love Eddie Marzen, who's the guy who announced him on stage. 
Um, that actor pops up everywhere, and if you've ever seen yes. him, he literally yeah. has the largest head. Great character actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's he's got the largest head for the size of his body. It is it's just odd it shit. It is yeah. crazy if you really like get a good picture of him. You're like, what? Um, but yeah, I think the illusionist is really good. So next, at <laughs> uh, Blue Fizz. Ah, yes, The Illusionist. Now, between this and The Prestige, I, I have to admit, I enjoyed both movies, but I there's something about The Illusionist uh, just kind of jumped out to me, kind of moved it forward. And I think part of it was uh, that kind of, because they're, they're both, both this kind of like sort of heist thing going on, you know, sort of, but the fairy tale aspect of this, the way that it was shot, the, the period, everything about it, there was something about, I really enjoyed about this movie. And again, it's Paul Giamatti. Uh, you know, if he pops up and stuff, I'll, I'll generally sit down and watch it because I, 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 I really enjoy him as an actor. He's usually really good in everything he does. Um, but there's also that the sort of where they're anchoring this in, in time, that whole thing about seances and, you know, the mesmerism and talking to the dead and stuff like that, which is just, I, I find that fascinating. And, you know, that a lot of that stuff pops up in like Mike Mignola's uh, Hellboy and comic books and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, everything about the illusion just comes oh. together for me that, you know, I really. Could I jump in for a second? Yeah, Have you ever seen uh, uh, Photographing Fairies? And that's such a hard movie to find. Uh, I, I, I keep bringing this up, but it, I, but it's kind of like the, you know, that kind of weird yeah. science going on. It's in the this same way. genre. You know, just, yeah, it, absolutely. It, that period of time when they were, you know, they were doing that stuff. The yeah, period of time. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're right. That, that's right. Yes. It has nothing. It's not really that. an illusionist. You know, that's a, not illusionist, but it's the, a different, the, it's a different, the, the occult, it's just the time period, the time period. In the, the occult, occult yes. obsession. Right. Yeah. Right. So, an obsession with that. so yeah so all of that it just kind of it just so this movie just kind of resonates with me and i just enjoyed it more than uh the prestige nothing against that movie that one's also good but that there's just something about this one that i i just i really enjoyed i mean and i i and i, I would have to agree i thought norton is playing this very sort of controlled character because they you know without giving anything away to anybody who hasn't seen it the setup for the movie explains why he is the way he is and his sort of iron grip on how the events in the movie unfold to get to the end, which was really kind of, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, and, you know, they, and they kind of weave it into some historical fact of the, the mailing incident, which is, you know, yes. kind of refer, you know, they kind of riff on that a little bit, but yeah, no, love, always, uh, always up to watch the illusionist. Good movie. Love it. Well, another plot point is um, um, Eisenheim when he was the kid and uh, Jennifer Beale when she was a kid. They knew each other. There was that's where yeah. the connection comes. I'm sorry, I totally forgot. Yeah. You know, I'm not thinking yeah. literally in this movie. You know, um, I didn't want to bring it up. That's the connection when she comes. Yes, when she comes up on stage, there's there's that recognition. You know, and it, and and I forgot. About, I mean, that's that's yeah. Like I forget one of the major fucking plot points. Well, let's also not forget that not only did they meet when they were like teens, but they're from different social castes. Yes. He's the son of a right. cabinet maker. It, and, and it's geez. always, yes. And yeah. it's always being brought up. And that brings up they're, another, they're uh, something else that uh, I think uh, Gadfly said. Um, Giamatti w did not work for the crown prince. He worked for the city. 
that's why he had no he although the crown prince technically runs everybody but um he even says i think is it to eisenstein no i'm a butcher i'm a butcher's son <laughs> you know i can only write r- go so high rise so high too and i think there's that play you know and because he, he does seem to genuinely like eisenstein you know um, yes. and I think that plays big the whole situation. Yeah. One that comes back to um, there's a there's a yeah there's a murder. Uh, the girl is murdered, and um, all evidence points to the prince murdering her because he is really just an he's just an ass, you know. Just period. He is you know power without any kind of uh, repercussions, and uh, so. There's the whole scene in the stables where um, he, uh, Paul Giam- what what's his name? Yule or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah looks and down and sees something in the it's, in no, the straw. It's, it's not. But things oh, are okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, sorry. I, I I thought you were talking about the other before when they actually show the event. Um, when they show the event of her leaving and um, the drunken um, prince coming out to her there's a From guy the yeah there's it. a guy just standing up there his all, all his reason for being there is that we're seeing things from his perspective he's like a video camera like you know like a security camera so we get to see and i thought that was brilliant because the audience just, yeah you literally are just like that guy and now i perceive things like that guy perceives them which he sees these chain of events without actually seeing anything happen and puts them together, you know, and then it all unfolds from there. Um, but that's what I thought you were talking about. You're talking about when Yule finds the stuff in the in the stall. In yeah, in the stall, and but that's a, that's a good point. Um, the, and that's one thing, you know, just to, for the overall impressionist movie. It's it's very intelligently written. Um, I think um, I think uh, yeah. Berger did the screenplay based on a, a short story. I, I think it. I, I believe it's based on a short story, and I, you know, I think the writing is good. It is very complex. Um, the one thing, yeah, it's it's a very complex movie. Let, let me pass this on to Doctor Head. What do you think about uh, the Illusionist, Doctor Head? I I really liked the movie. I I thought it was really well done, and I don't just seen it a couple days ago for the first time because I really liked the prestige, which I've seen a couple times as well. I knew they both had come out at the, around the same time and I'd never gotten around to watching this. I'd always wanted to. Um, at first I thought I was thinking, Oh, I hope this doesn't turn into just this love story, but I'm glad it was, there was so much more to the political intrigue to it. And then the, you know, the cast is great. I love Rufus Sewell. I, I think he's, he's, so engaging to watch and he can play an ass and a terror um but you know i like him in like kenneth Branagh's hamlet he plays fortinbras young fortinbras and he's just there's this something about him on screen that's really pulling in and um same thing with ed norton edward norton jessica beale would agree you know the cast was great paul giamatti is always always solid um it was intelligently written it really kept me going and i love the illusion stuff i love when they were bringing in this this kind of sense of trying to understand the trickery behind it but also the plausibility of this supernatural element 
uh, because that was about the right time at the turn of the century when people were really into the mysticism and and uh, right. trying to evoke spirits, you know, so the conjuring element. But I, uh, so I, I just, I just fully immersed myself in this. I love the look that that kind of uh, sepia tone film that you know that the whole film has that look of age it, it looks like timeless in a way because of that and uh, i was totally pulled in yeah yeah it was like a and then and then the end it was just like oh okay brilliant brilliant so well done and you know, it's one of those movies where you once you watch it the first time and you get that, when you see those breadcrumbs the next viewing or viewing after, you will see how how intelligently and cleverly put together the story is, the script is, the movie is, and uh, it, it becomes larger than just the experience of it. But I thought it was just fantastic. One of the best movies I'd seen in a long time. Good. Yeah, cool. Dr. Tar, what, what's your impression of this movie? I agree. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Most Dr. Carr, what's uh, your impression of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I like the movie. I what's, Thank uh, you, Dr. Tar. I, I got to think about watching Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just playing with you. Go ahead. Are we through? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what uh, I got to think about this as like the media, you know, like when the whole fake media idea, you know, wagging the dog type idea. Uh, when he was up on stage and he, and it, looked, it appears that he uh, conjures her ghost and they set up the idea that the prince, you know, had done the murder, you know, and he's out in the audience kind of like he knew. Yeah, it was, I, I like the idea that he was also used to, uh, to further his gains, you know, in this, in this, uh, story, you know what I mean? He got the masses to go after him and, and make everybody believe what's going, what's happening. And, uh, it, it was just intriguing that little aspect of it, you know, how he actually used his illusion skills to uh, manipulate the, the climate of what, you know, what was going on. So, yeah. And I really enjoyed the movie. Yes. I love the look. I love the. You're right. After you pointed it out, you know, I didn't even. And he's acting until you pointed it out. It's just like I wasn't focused on that. But all right. So there you go. Well, cool. You're talking about the um, the illusions themselves. Um, kind of interesting because it's not your typical illusions. Um, the 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 big one, you know, uh, which kind of has a theme, was the uh, orange tree. Um, and when you actually see the orange tree growing in this pot right on stage, um, and I thought, well, no, okay, that, that's that's a good that's a good illusion, you know, and that's really cool how how that that all goes on. And then when he gets to yeah, when it gets to the point where he's trying to uh, uh, push the buttons of the prince and and the 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 whole populace in general, um, it started getting a little more far fetched for me. Um, and the capper, and this is the one, see, I, I, this one, um, I, I guess it, it just kind of seemed to be out of place. I kind of understand it. It's the, the boy walking down the aisle, uh, among the crowd down, you know, do you remember that scene where the boy and he's a ghost 
And I'm going, boy, you know, that seems like an illusion that would be really, really Mm -hmm. hard to pull off. And I thought it was almost too much, uh, you know, just because, but, but, but by that time you're kind of caught up in the movie and you don't really think about that at the time, you know, um, that, but that was the, the illusions are pretty, the illusions are very cool, you know, how, and how he uses that. And yeah, the media manipulation or just the social manipulation, not really media manipulation, right. Social manipulation that, that, uh, Eisenheim, you proves to be a, a genius at. And uh, spoiler alert, you know, I'm going to talk about the ending and everything because that's all germane to how this whole thing works out. Um, and if you if you've not seen the movie, maybe yeah, no, okay, maybe we won't. We'll just let leave it at that because leave some right, stuff for right. you. If, you, if you've not seen this movie, go out and watch it because it is really an excellent movie, and it does have some really nice twists. And the ending is is a is a twist when i first saw the movie i went oh 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 (laughs) okay and just the way it's built up you know this kind of brilliance what's that oh i was just saying the movie itself kind of reminds me like the scarlet pimpernel type things in the 40s you know that that austrian that you know i mean that turn of the century type atmosphere with the court intrigue and you know the the mysteries that happen you know that kind of i don't want to say scarlet pimpernel that that court intrigue mysteries at the time too it's just it's yes just, and, yeah. and that's uh, all just, yeah part it of reminded the me of an older movie a vintage movie yeah, right 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 and it just yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, everybody seems to be pretty much in agreement. It's a, it's a good movie. So if you, you know, get a chance to watch it, if you've never seen, it. if you have seen it, then you know what we're saying. You know, it's this is a, this is a pretty classy movie. <laughs> with the, with the exception of Ed Norton's, I just couldn't, yeah, I, I couldn't abide his accent. I'm sorry, uh, but I liked his reserve. I really did like his acting. His acting is, is, is most right. times really good, but it just, there was just something about that, that, but maybe he was using that. <laughs> just so Ed, Ed, come from here's, here's a point. Cause Ed Norton is not a dumb person by any standards. He is very smart. And he may have used that as like an affectation that, you know, when he's, He's this new persona, so he's giving it this little extra, you know, uh, little extra touch in his accent. I kind of started thinking of it maybe in that tone because he is nothing. He is an illusionist, you know, and, you know, now I'll go back to um, since everybody or not everybody, but a lot of people brought it up, uh, the prestige. The, I do not view this movie as better than The Prestige. I view it as equal. I really, really like The Prestige a lot, too, just like yeah. I like this movie. Yeah. It struck a chord in me. And Jesus Christ, man, uh, Tesla played by David Bowie? Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I that, think it's I like just because it too. dealt with magic at the time period. I, I, you know what I mean? I think that's the only thing that kind of well, and, makes yeah. them well, similar. See, and I like, and, and they're totally different movies. They're not and, anything yeah, alike. And that's what I, and that's what that, I like about right. the two of them. Right. I think they contrast right. each other and are, you know, totally different storylines and totally different lines of thought, you know? And I, I, I really like that. Well, it's just interesting that they both got made in the same year and released in the same year. You know what I mean? 
Like what? What yeah, happened yeah. in the zeitgeist that all of a sudden we I want to do a pure coincidence? Yeah, yeah I think. you know, it could be. Um, I think uh, one of the contrasts between the two is the you know we have that kind of fairy tale with the illusionists, and we have something a lot more scientific and clinical um, with uh, the prestige. And I think they do that with the color as well. You know, you've got that really kind of warm sepia tone that uh, I think yes, the, uh, um, Doctor Head was talking yeah. about, and then you have this very crisp cold you know dank kind of uh um i don't know it's just like a lot of blues and a lot of cooler colors in uh the prestige itself um yeah and i like the prestige too i just electric i think uh, the prestige <laughs> took me a couple times to watch before i really it really sunk in but i'm that's typical of his stuff like interstellar became a much different and better movie the second and third time i watched it you know um, and now I'm looking forward to Tenet, you know, which is on HBO Max. Uh, I need to watch that a couple more times. I watched it once, and I thought that's just fucking nuts, <laughs> you know. Um, and what was it in? What was the other one Nolan did? Inception. You know, again, I didn't really like Inception the first time I watched it, and uh, but the second time I thought, oh, this is okay. Now I need to really go back. And the third, it literally was the third time. I'm like, ooh, you know. I mean, there's. You know, I was not like just dazzled by the visuals and stuff. Um, but I think, again, Nolan is noted for his visuals. I think The Illusionist has some cool visuals in it, but it's really that story and those those characters, you know, I think uh, are a lot. Uh, they seem to be a lot different than what I got from uh, the prestige. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, absolutely. But anyway, the illusions. If you haven't seen it, um, I think we've pretty much. Uh, Doctor Head, any final words on the illusionist? Uh, you know, we have covered quite a bit of it, and and I do think it's interesting how two of these very different studios came up with this kind of same type of movie to come out at the same time. So I'm not sure which one leaked out first because it could have been a mad scramble. But but both movies are really competently done, and and they're. You know, I'm looking forward to watching The Illusionist again, actually. You know, I've seen The Prestige several times. I, you know, like Gadfly said, I like it better the more I've seen it. So I'm I'm assuming the next time I watch this movie, I'm going to really enjoy it because I know how it's going to end. I know what's happening. And I can just sit back and enjoy the lushness of it. You know, there is it is a well-crafted film. It looks beautiful. And the performances are great, you know. So a compelling story. I mean, like everything you want in a good movie. Um which is unusual for us to discuss on <laughs> and this, yeah, this is a really good movie. Wow, look at this. <laughs> so yeah, I, I you know after much a unanimous consensus there. That's yeah, very, very seldom happens. Talking about all this, I I think I'd like to go back and watch the prestige now too. Just, yeah, yeah, me too. Just because yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I have, I'm the same way. I've, it's been a uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. There you have it. The illusionist. All right. So you guys Ready to get out of here? Are you ready to disappear? Yeah, you guys wanna watch me take the And you are listening to uh, uh, 
forget inmates unsane radio.com at radio insane on twitter heavy metal horror the next podcast under the unsane podcast universe we freaks on facebook mark justice come a writer on facebook Tar and Feather.com and Tar and Feather's Psycho Cinema on Facebook. Find us, send us your emails. We thank you for the used clothing, but send it to a organization near you that takes those clothings and gives to other people. But we appreciate all the socks and some of the underwear. Tar has been wearing it. We appreciate it. Some of the underwear. Some of the underwear. Thank you. We could use a new shopping cart. Hey, if you want to see Tar and Feather's uh, Psycho Cinema episodes, you can find them on Vimeo. Just go to Vimeo slash Tar and Feather, and you will find our current episode, which is Messy, messy women. women. Messy Women. Messy Women. But look mm. under Mesa of Lost Women. It would help. But, yeah. yeah. You want to see a light bulb? I've been sitting on it for a week. Bidge! Bidges! Yes. <laughs> and the donkey show. Yes. <laughs>